Welcome to Church Unscripted this week. We're excited that you're here watching with us. Um, If you can subscribe, hit the button below. We love to hear your comments every week. It's actually each week the comments are getting both funnier or there's more content for us to talk about at Church Unscripted. So we'd love for you to do that. Coming up at Brookside, we have two services on Easter at 9 and 11 a.m., It's a great opportunity to invite someone from your neighborhood, friends, family, whoever, to come to an Easter service as well. And David, there's something really cool on Good Friday that I really want to share too also, and that is we're doing Journey to the Cross. It's different stages going through the Journey to the Cross, and it's an open house feel, so it's from 4 to 7 p.m., and we're going to be doing that here in the worship center. We actually think that there's not going to be enough space. There's going to be so many people that want to do this. And so bring your family, bring your kids as an opportunity to see what Jesus did when he died on the cross for you. And so today we have a guest with us yep. and I'm excited. So I'm going to have David introduce our guest here. Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> this is Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, David. Uh, this is uh, Luke's one of our elders here. And... Uh, I thought a good way for us to get to know you would yeah. be to ask you a question. A question instead of because I don't want to introduce you. Like that's weird. Is um, it? Yeah. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I could have given you my bio. You could have read. Well, all, I was like, gonna. I was gonna do a like, whole like. You know. Uh, well, we know everything in bios. You know, we're not sure how. Yeah, I make mine up. That's what, yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna what say. To read okay, it. well, for, yeah. well, first, just tell us who you are. Who I am? Yeah, who are you? Uh, who are you? Who are you? And what? <laughs> Way to go, David. That's a good start. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. What's one thing you want somebody to know about you? Something to know about me. Okay. Now, see that that feels like a very philosophical question. Like I'm supposed to come up with something deep and no, meaningful. Just, just what? And if, if do you, you like mean, birthday cake? I mean, that, that's only, one thing. only if my mom makes it. Okay. 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 Good. There good. we go. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a dessert snob. So if, if anyone wants snob. to get you anything, dessert. Or don't get dessert. Yeah, no. I, <laughs> okay. I'm, yeah. Okay, that, good. That would be... All right, so my, my actual real question is, so we're on week seven, I believe, of okay. this series on the Holy Spirit. What has been one thing throughout this whole series that has either been enlightening or challenging or maybe even um, something that... Um, yeah, enlightening or challenging, that's a good way to put it. I think um, hmm. I think from an enlightening standpoint for me, I think what's healthy about every one of these conversations that I've watched is, is simply watching Christians try to uh, unpack Scripture hmm. and their individual relationships with Jesus. Hmm. And so what I really value um, in watching the dialogue that, that I've, had the pleasure um, over the last several weeks is just watching each of your hearts for one another and then the way that you interact with scripture and then thus then the way that translates into your heart for the church mm. and for the people. So um, I think it's, it's probably been more inspirational to me mm. than anything. So I don't know if that answers your question the way you were hoping, but yeah, that does. That's good. Wow, but, I'm gonna start patting myself on the back for that one. I, I, I like that. I like that one. That's a good answer. Well, then I take it back. Wait, you get a gold um, star for being yeah. our guest. You can come and guest anytime you want, as long as you talk like that about us. We're good. We're good. So, so today though, we were talking about the seal, right? Do you, yeah. do you have another yeah. question for Luke before? No. We move on? No, so that's good. So okay. I feel like I want to start with the hard question, the question that I was asking after Sunday, okay? Okay. And I was really convicted of. So 
Pastor Eric on Sunday said the power in the seal is like the power of the Egyptian Empire, like like basically mm. that mm. that seal on the on, on the King Tut's tomb. King Tut's yep. tomb. Yeah. So that's what I was. So if we apply that to the Holy Spirit sealing us, mm. okay, as Christian followers of Christ, what does that mean for those that have our relationship to those that have the seal? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, how are you going to treat someone when you know the seal of the Holy Spirit is on them and his entire and the full weight and you. yeah, and the whole mm. kingdom is after mm. you if so, you break that seal? Yeah, if you break wow. that seal, like basically. God's on like like there's there's an issue there. Mm-hmm. Like your issues with God, not with that person. Mm. Yeah, that's terrifying. I hadn't thought about it like that. So thank, <laughs> thank you for uh, <laughs> thank you for <laughs> giving me a whole other perspective on that. So, huh? Yeah, I I mean, for for me, I think it comes and it's funny that a, a it really comes down to like when we look at how do we interact with our fellow brothers and sisters, right? And then one of the things I'm constantly thinking about is also from, from a leadership perspective, right? How are we engaging with our brothers yeah. and sisters from a leadership perspective? And um, I think we, we sometimes get caught up in, and this is, this is a huge challenge for me. It's funny that you mentioned this uh, because a friend of mine who's an elder at another church just texted me about this this morning. So that's probably why it's top of mind. Um, but... Um, you know, when we look at the way that we interact with each other, I mean, Christ was the ultimate servant, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In the way that he engaged with those around him, washing feet. I mean, he took every um, leadership. I mean, uh, you know, when we take a look at the kingdom of heaven, it's an upside down kingdom mm-hmm. in the way that we look at it, mm-hmm. you know, from a worldly, whoops, I smacked the mic. From, from a worldly <laughs> perspective. Sorry, I'm animated. I'm taking, I'm ta- I'm taking back that you're yeah. invited to every Yeah, that's fine. You don't have to invite me back. <laughs> um, you know, when we look at engaging even with each other, mm. it's really, I think the, the inspiration is from a posture of servitude, mm. right? And I think as long as, if we constantly approach our, our interactions, either, either one-on-one or from, you know, brother in Christ, brother in Christ, sister in Christ, sister in Christ, or even from a leadership perspective, it's, it's how do we serve mm. one another? And I, and I think if we have that posture in it, we probably we don't, don't have, to, have worry to worry about the seal very much. Well, and so, I mean, that even goes to Ephesians 5, wherein it talks about we submit to each other mm. out of reverence for Christ. Mm. And then he well, talks I, about... It, I was even thinking that goes so. even further than the seal, like what you were saying. The seal doesn't really matter. If we, if we go all the way back to the beginning... We're all made in the image of mm, God, right? Mm-hmm. So the seal is just a further, uh, another layer to that. Like we should treat everyone like they're made in the image of God, and in our disagreements and everything, we should have grace and we should have, uh, you know, uh, relationship empathy. and empathy and all those things. Even more so uh, when we're sealed, like we we need to be very conscious of that stuff. Well, I, I think it's hard because I don't know if there's a fine line where you're like, oh, I'm a Christian, so now I've got the seal on me. Don't mess with me, right? Like, <laughs> that, like I, that sounds like pride, John. I, yeah, exactly, exactly. And so, like, but I, I just thought of it as with our relationships. Like on Sunday, as Eric was talking, as Pastor Eric was talking, it was just like, wait a second. If someone has the seal on them, if it mm. functions as he was describing, mm. then I need to be very, very concerned about where they're at. Because I don't want to, like, it sounds weird to say, I don't want to get on God's bad side, mm. but he shared the gospel mm. clearly. Like, 
when you're sealed, God's wrath was put on mm. Jesus and taken from you. Mm. And so, mm. like, that seal is essentially, like, holding you in his well, hands. Well, I wonder, as you were saying that, I wonder, he, uh, he had mentioned that the only person who can break that seal is you, which was kind of a, maybe a bold theological statement. Um, and then he that said I to email me. So yeah. email <laughs> eric at brookside.org. Okay, yeah. all right. I, I appreciated that. Um, but I'm wondering if that almost is the opposite of your question in the sense that if we're in a community of sealed people, how are we as people sealed by the Holy Spirit reaching out and making sure that our brothers and sisters in Christ are living in that seal and embracing mm. that and not breaking that seal? It's almost like a, the way we act towards people that are sealed in the spirit is with a higher level of intensity of relationship. Accountability. And whatever. accountability, yeah. yeah. I just wonder if that maybe has more of a play in it than like the kingdom of heaven is going to come against me if I respond. No, and that's wrong. true because because when he talked about that, he was talking about the, the seal of the Holy Spirit provides security, but, mm-hmm. and he talked about shipbreaking your faith. So I really do have a question about that because I think... I'm very curious about this, okay? Because he, he, he on Sunday, I'm like, where are you going with this? And then where he went, I was like, okay, I get you. <laughs> I get so, Good job. Cool. So Sorry. what does shipwrecking or faith look like? What is the temptation like? Because he gave the example of Satan tempting Jesus, but I feel like that's, some people may see that as so far off and so distant because I'm not Jesus. Mm-hmm. Satan's not coming into my life and tempting me with that. The reality is he is, but it just looks different. So, like, what does shipwrecking your faith look like, Luke? I mean, what, what does that look like if you shipwreck your faith? Wow. Um, I mean, simply, and I'll probably use cliche terms, but it feels like separation from God. Okay. Mm. I, mean, I mean, that's ultimately, you know, shipwrecking it means, um, and granted, there's all kinds of consequences related to that mm-hmm. too, right? Uh, potentially. I mean, you can, you know, when we think about shipwrecking our faith, we think about committing some grand sin, right? Mm-hmm. That everybody's going to shame us for and whatever mm-hmm. else. When in reality, um, I think more often than not, um, a shipwreck, you know, there, there's a lot of things that have to go wrong incrementally mm-hmm. for a ship to wreck, right? Mm-hmm. No, oh, the storm we didn't see coming, right? Oh, we forgot to take the sails down. Oh, wait. We, there's, there's a hundred, I mean, that's why they call it a shipwreck. It's, it's 50 little decisions. You mean it's not like one thing? Yeah, no, it's not. See, <laughs> it's, it's 50 little decisions mm. that lead to a catastrophe. Right. So, so does that take the pressure off a little bit then? No, like, I, I, like, like feeling the pressure? No, I think, like, it, I think it makes it worse. Oh, okay. okay. Mm. I mean, uh, okay, I'll talk out of both sides of my mouth because I'm really good at that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> On that's the, on film now. You that's know, fine. That's like, I, I say it all the time. It's <laughs> I, I do. So, and you guys catch me in it all the time. Um, I think on the one hand, it's it's a little bit encouraging that if we make a couple, you know, bad decisions, it's, we can go, oh, wait, we can self-correct mm-hmm. and get back on the path, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, if we're not mm-hmm. self-aware, mm-hmm. we're not, you know, vested daily in, in our, okay, what is our, my relationship with Christ look like mm-hmm. today? Um, I can't remember. I, I should come uh, prepared with better theological or theologian quotes, but I, there's a, there's a, a famous author who talks about his degree of awareness mm-hmm. of God each day. Was I 5% aware? Was I 10% aware? 15%? 
bringing up that level of awareness, mm-hmm. right? And thinking through and, and making sure that we're, we're consistently aware. The more aware we are about what that dialogue looks like, about, you know, uh, spending time in the world, spending time in uh, prayer and the typical... Um, I don't know, what are the right words? Rhythms, Rhythms Christian yeah, life, yeah. for lack of a better term. Um, those help us stay on that path. Mm-hmm. And eventually, if we're doing those things, you know, the, the, I think the odds of the shipwreck, in the same way that mm-hmm. people that are navigating a large ship are checking the radar, they're checking yeah. the forecast, they're making sure that when they get to a destination, they're doing all the proper planning mm-hmm. so they don't end up in a shipwreck. Same thing. So, so essentially, I mean, and David, maybe you want to provide some input here, but what I'm hearing from you is uh, the best way of not shipwrecking your faith is to be obedient mm. to what God calls us to be mm. day in and day out, yeah. no matter how yeah, you said that boring it I might did. be. And easier. <laughs> <laughs> no matter how boring it is, no matter how like great the day is. But like, I think, I think in some ways, um, there's, there's, I think, I think of a Christian music song actually. When I think of what you're describing, is like it's a slow fade, and casting crown. Oh yeah, the song slow right. fade. As and soon I, as you say that, I can hear that. Yeah, yeah I know. Well, you can sing it. I will, I will just talk about it. But like the, the reality is, it's not overnight that we shipwreck our faith. So like, yeah, yeah. if the seal provides security. What does it provide security from? And I, I love what Eric read on Sunday from Romans 8. So if you don't, guys mm-hmm. don't mind, I want to yeah. read some of that. Yeah. So from Romans 8, um, especially uh, verse 35, uh, mm-hmm. who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? Mm-hmm. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> you know, I know something a little bit about Greek, okay? And so he's asking a I'm glad you do. statement here. And what this means is, no, it won't. Mm, yeah. He's asking a question, but it, it there's all these key answer. indicators yeah. there. And then later, I love that it says in verse 38, for I'm sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, mm. nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Doesn't that make you excited? I read that and I'm like, if the seal is on me, the Holy Spirit seal is on me, I can do anything. I may not want to do it though, right? <laughs> Let's be honest. No yeah. one wants to starve yeah. or anything like that. I, I, was, I was recently watching this uh, TV show and I, it ties to this. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said that for that. You're waiting for that. Does it really, John? And, and the whole purpose of the show is outlasting other people out in the wilderness, okay? Yeah. And I've thought of this passage and I thought, could I really outlast people in the wilderness because I have the seal of the Holy Spirit or not? And what is your wilderness? That's what I was thinking. I'm, I'm not trying to metaphoricalize it. So here's my question to both of you. And we'll start with David this time because I'm, I'm- That's good. Ask it and then give me Ask it, okay. <laughs> so how can we practically live the truth that the Holy Spirit provides our security? If we, if we practically live out this Romans 8 right here, Okay, ask it again. <laughs> How do we practically live out that the holy, the seal of the Holy Spirit provides us security? Mm. Because guess what? God, God's on our side. He has sealed us. He is with us. He is for us. His power's in us. Wow. Um, I guess I'll go with what first came to mind, and this could be totally off, but we'll try. <laughs> um, I guess not... Um, not losing sight of hope 
maybe that's a simple answer, but the the passage that came to hmm. mind is uh, I believe it's First Corinthians one eighteen. It says, "For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it's the very uh, power of God." And I'm wondering if living in that seal uh, practically means having hope and living in the power that God has given you in that hope. Because in Jesus, we have mm. all the power we ever need to, to overcome the, the things that are listed here in Romans 8. I don't know. Maybe that's too simplified, but I feel like a practical I, I, way is just to have hope. And I, we have that through the word of the cross. I feel like many martyrs over the last 2,000-ish years yeah. have died with that hope. Right. You know, said, yeah. you're not going to stop me from denying Christ. They went through all of these things. Yes, they went through all those things. I, I think of, um, you guys ever hear the voice of the martyrs? Mm -hmm. Like, and the guy who started that, like he was tortured and tortured and tortured to the yeah. point he really couldn't stand. Mm. Like he couldn't actually stand up on his own feet. And so... It's like you think about what he went through because he wouldn't deny Christ. Yeah. Mm. But yet his story has yeah. caused other people to come to faith. And yeah. so sometimes our suffering is the exact opposite. We've talked about pain recently. Mm -hmm. But I really think that the Holy Spirit, the seal of the Holy Spirit providing security is surrounded around hope. I, I don't know, Luke, if you have anything to add to that. or I mean, the only thing that I keep thinking about is like so far we've, we've really unpacked the seal as a protective item, yeah. right? Mm. But, you know, what about the seal as, um, for lack of a better term, almost a billboard for the kingdom? Mm. Like, you know, what, what about the seal as, hey, am I bearing the image of Christ around me? Mm. Am I professing Christ I, I think I must have known you were going to say that. Okay, I'm going to sweet. that in a second. Go ahead. <laughs> See, okay. So, so uh, Colossians 127, mm. um, and this to them is the church. So this is to us. If you're watching, this is you. If you're part of the church, it says, to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery. Mm. <laughs> What's the mystery? <laughs> yeah. Which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. And so that Man. hope of glory is the future. Wow. That's the billboard. So it's Christ in you. Mm. That's that billboard. You're sealed. It's Christ in you. He's the hope of glory. And the glory would be basically for future for all eternity. We're going to be with him in heaven. Yeah. So that glory, that hope of glory only comes through Jesus. Oh, this is, this is crazy. But if you read down to verse 9. <laughs> oh, see. Okay, or 29, sorry. It says, For this I toil, struggling with all his energy, that he powerfully works within me, which ties back to what we we're talking about. In Mic drop. Hey, wow, the Holy Spirit is cool. And we're done. Um, but that, Are we done for the day? I, I have, well, it's funny because I wouldn't have noticed that, but I have his energy circled in my Bible. Right. And uh, I just did. I, that's, I feel like that's the seal, right? Yeah. Like his energy. Yes, Ooh. definitely. Definitely. And I think that's, it's still. There's, this still leaves me with a question. <laughs> Good. David knows I have tons of questions. Yeah. So I like questions. One of the hardest, why is this so hard to live out? Why is this one of the hardest truths about the Holy Spirit to live out? Why or why not? Do you think it is or do you think it's not? It's, it's because we don't deserve it. Like I feel the like- seal? Like I feel for me, it's hard to, mm. to receive a gift that um, I didn't work for. Or that I didn't buy. Like I, I'm, and some people are really good at receiving gifts, so this may not apply for them. But um, I think that's why it's hard to make it practical, is because 
you feel unworthy of this kind of uh, force behind you, like this kind of presence. Like there's an unworthiness that it's like, well, how do I make this practical? Because I didn't do anything to get it. Hmm. Get well, him. Well, and and I think in some ways it's like we all think we're like this dollar store gift card, right? Or or dollar store greeting card, I guess is what I should I say. say. I've never felt that way. And then then you then you put this royal seal on there, this wax seal. It's like getting a card in the mail. Oh, it's I ninety it cent ninety cent card. <laughs> you got this royal seal on it. You're like, is this another TV show? Wait, I'm confused. What, what, what are you what are you talking about? Here? And so yeah. like I think in some ways there's there's this mentality that we're just a dollar store greeting card mm. and that's what the seal is on and it's born out of our insecurity wow. and yet if the seal is providing our security we should be the most expensive card on the market you know what i'm saying yeah. like this royal seal hey we got this i i remember thinking mm. like if something's stamped with wax and we receive it in the mail i'm gonna open it even if it's junk mail right oh yeah right yeah but but sure. the reality is it could still be junk mail inside but we think sometimes we're just junk mail. It's like, yeah. no, that's not mm. what it is. Well, that's, wow. that's we really are a message from the king. Yeah. That, speaking mm. of your billboard concept, if right. we have the seal, yeah. we are the messenger. We are the, the, right. the person going out yeah. to reach well, people. And what's interesting is Eric did make a comment on Sunday that the Holy, the seal is the Holy Spirit in you. The, the seal of the Holy Spirit is in you and on you. Mm. And so to take that, even that, that greeting card idea is like, yeah, you may feel like a a dollar store greeting card or a scrap piece of paper or whatever, but the Holy Spirit then makes you something better than you ever were. Which and speaking on the inside of that, and the there, outside. There's like nine or ten dollar greeting cards. I didn't know this until recently. They're like whole books. I I, I know. We're yes. like one of those. That's all I know. We're, like we're, we're, we are, we're a greeting. We are a ten dollar greeting card. <laughs> we're one of those ones you open card. up, it plays a song, and yeah. like you know, and yeah. confetti. And confetti. No, that was a prank. We'll talk about that later in a later church unscripted, maybe. No, I it's, I got I got sprayed with confetti one time, so with a card that was pretty crazy. But uh, so 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 basically, you think it's hard because we don't feel like we deserve it? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Larry? I think that's why it's hard to Luke, be practical with it. Luke, do you have anything to add? I mean. I mean for me, I think the, and this is just me, to me, the biggest challenge is distraction. Mm. Like what, what is distracting me from the kingdom? So what's holding what, your attention? Yeah, exactly. Taking what's attention? holding my attention? I mean, and I, and I think the billboard example still holds. I mean, every analogy breaks down eventually, but if we're the billboard, right? Mm. Well, what other billboards are out there distracting our attention constantly? Um, and mm. I think we could all make a list of, hey, what are the things that, you know, are distracting me from the kingdom or, you know, wasting my time or whatever the case mm. may be, you know, how do we stay, you know, fully in the presence of God mm. and that that presence isn't just something while we're here worshiping on a Sunday morning or something we do for 30 minutes in the morning, you know, on the couch in our quiet time or whatever you want to call it. But, but how do we carry that seal or that presence with us all the time? And then what are the things that draw us away from that? Um, and for every person, that's probably something different, but it's just that, again, I guess it goes back to that, what I mentioned earlier, that level of awareness. What's my level of awareness? Well, and Luke, I know you're a fan of, uh, practicing the presence of God. Yes. So maybe you can unpack that in what you're saying. Cause I, it, not, not the whole book, but I think, <laughs> I think honestly, as you said that, I th kept thinking of 
how do you practice the presence of God in everyday life mm-hmm. um, rather than confining your worship to Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. to your quiet time, to sometime when you pray before a meal. Mm. Like we're not confined confined to our worship being a certain period. Right. Our whole life is worship, which is a lot harder when you're doing certain things that are menial. I mean, let's be honest. Like when you're cleaning up after your kids, are you really thinking, yeah. right now, God, I'm worshiping you? No, you're not. <laughs> I mean, no, <laughs> you guys laugh at yeah, it. No, yeah. But we are. I mean, yeah. we are. If we're being obedient to him, yeah. that's we're still worshiping in that moment. Sure. I mean, one of the things that jumps out to me is, you know, specific to that book, and you're right, I do love that book. Uh, and if anybody out there wants one, just let me know and I'll find one for you. Um, it's really little. It's a quick read. It's good. Actually, it shouldn't be a quick read. You should read it really slowly. Um, but one of the letters that Brother Lawrence wrote uh, that strikes out to me is just, he was, he, did, he had a couple different jobs when he was in um, the monastery. One of them was, he was the cook. And so he was just, and he talks about, you know, just, you know, he's sitting there cooking and he's worshiping God in the process of just turning, you know, the food. Hmm. And that's it. Yeah. Um, you know, he talks about, I think he worked in the shoe shop as well. And, you know, you know, just dedicating mm. any work that he would do, he would just dedicate to the Lord. Hey, Lord, mm-hmm. just help me do this for your kingdom, for mm. your purpose. And maybe that's a day-by-day thing. Maybe that's an hour-by-hour thing. Maybe for me, sometimes it's a minute-by-minute thing. And the reason I love that book is because I stink at it. And so that book calls mm-hmm. me to that. I'm not saying I'm great at it. I'm not. Um, but um, so I don't know if that answers your question. No, but I but I think it, it doesn't. I think, okay. I think in ter- no, it does. <laughs> I, I think in terms. Of, no, think, it doesn't. But nah, I don't know about that. That's why Luke, if you're on here only once, we know that you were the guest host that n- didn't work out. You know, it's like and that's fine. I, I remember I'm, as a kid watching Regis and and Kathy Lee, and then they've had you a watch that host. as a kid. Yeah, I know. I was a nerd. Okay. I'm, I'm, I had a mom. I, I watched on. like Transformers. Transformers? Oh, yeah. I saw it in the morning sometimes. Wait, Transformers? Garfield? I watched Star, I mean, War. Star Wars. Star, Star Wars. Wars? Yeah. You almost Star, forgot the Star name Wars. you watched it so much. Star Wars. Um, well, so I, I think I think we've we've kind of unpacked the seal part of things, mm-hmm. but there's okay. one part that we've missed from okay. Sermon Sunday that I think is important. I'm excited. Uh, another truth that Pastor Eric shared was the seal of the Holy Spirit ensures our identity. Yeah. Ooh. And the significance of the seal is not in us, but in the Holy Spirit, which is a little bit what you just said, David, a little bit earlier. But I, I really want to ask this question. If we identify with God, because identity is a huge thing. We identify as blank. Mm-hmm. There's a 50 million things you can identify with in our world right now. Mm-hmm. And so if you identify with God and our relationship with the Holy Spirit is sealed, the seal is on us, in us, mm-hmm. whose power do we walk in and what does that look like? <laughs> I know, I love these questions. I'm so glad this is unscripted. It makes it so much more fun <laughs> asking than... I can tell you what I think. You guys want to hear a little bit of what I think? Oh yeah, go ahead. Go for okay. it. Okay. I mean, I'd love so, for you to just answer your so, own question. <laughs> <laughs> so, but whose power do we walk in? When we walk in God's power, mm-hmm. who can stand against us? Mm-hmm. And so when we walk in God's power, there's sometimes this term closed doors, open doors. And I feel like that's a little bit a subtle way of saying like, well, you're actually not walking in God's power. And sometimes God's power is you're not supposed to be there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you walk with the seal, sometimes God's going to protect you mm. from certain situations. He's also going to put you in situations that make things really complicated for you and you need to stay obedient, mm. as you were talking about earlier, Luke. And 
Uh, I think of it as a child. I think of situations, and I, it was when I was a child, so I don't remember all of them, but <laughs> I think of a sustained time where I sensed God's presence because he protected me from things that my friends were falling into. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christians, not Christians. And for yeah. some reason, there was this, this protection over that. Mm-hmm. And we, did, we need to unpack not just the protection, I get that, but that identity, if your identity is found in the seal that is on you and in you, Whose power is it? It's not our power. Mm. I mean, David, I didn't know you were going to read that verse from earlier. Yeah, that's why I just went back to that. So because I feel like that's... Read that verse again because I I think that's uh, important. Well, do you, where do you want me to where do you want me to start? Where you started or just the last verse? Uh, I think you started twenty seven through twenty nine, man. The whole Wait, thing. Well, why don't we just read Colossians one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> the whole thing. And everybody just shut off their yeah. YouTube. Okay, yeah, watch so, out. watch out. Yeah, uh, to them. Uh, God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of his mystery, uh, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. So that's the answer. That's the answer to your question. I wrote this question before you had the answer. So that's <laughs> well, you brought the answer. You just that's didn't good. know it. I just, you yeah, just I didn't you, know it. You, when I went to Colossians wrong... 1, yeah, I'm like, you, you... oh. Well, so I think I think there's an, maybe there's a, an aside. What is he doing in God's energy or his his energy, talking about the Holy Spirit even? Um, him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we present everyone mature in Christ. So I think part of that obedience is, is presenting everyone mature in Christ. That's what the seal is about yeah. too. It's it's twofold. It's protective, but it's also as an ambassador. Mm. Well, so I think like, it kind of goes back both. to 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 that relationship of of calling people to the standard of the seal, like we talked about yeah. at the beginning, is that um, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Like it's our responsibility as uh, image bearers, as uh, followers of Jesus, as people that have been sealed, it's our job to to draw people back to their identity as sealed in, in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it can be an encouragement. Hey, do you understand that you're sealed? Yeah. You don't need to shipwreck mm. your faith. Yeah, like why hey, are you doing that? You see Stop. what you're doing? Um, I, think, I think it only can be the Holy Spirit that keeps us from shipwreck when we're sealed. So for example... Mm. Eric talked a little bit kind of like about breaking that seal mm-hmm. and the shipwrecking of It's not one step. You made the point that it's lots of steps that get there. It's not one action. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of someone um, having an affair and it was one step. Right. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. what you're doing is you're, you're facilitating, you're growing a thought in your mind that mm-hmm. that's an acceptable thing to do. And so it starts way before that. Um, that's why the term, the term, I think it was like 20, 25 years ago, before then, no one's called it this, but now it's called an emotional affair. And I think it's called an emotional affair. It's it's a more recent term. Yeah. But the reason being is the thought is in your head. Mm-hmm. And so it's people feel that it's wrong, mm-hmm. whether a line's even been crossed. You've heard about pastors. You oh, know, yeah. They send one question to someone and they're of the opposite gender. And, oh, that was inappropriate. And then next thing you know, they're not preaching for three months or years mm, or whatever. Right. And yet I think that that thought was breathed in their mind that that was okay or that was acceptable behavior. I think the same is the problem with shipwrecking your faith. So 
you're going to hear a pivot here. What does it mean when our identity is made holy? Because that Eric said that on Sunday, and I think that's important. Because yeah. if it's the Holy Spirit providing the seal that's on us and in us, we've been made holy. How have we been made holy? Jesus. Mm. Well, that's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> you are, I was waiting baby, for that come one. Come on. I was, I was ready. Sunday school answer. Uh, it's because Eric, hey. Eric's not with us today. So like, I know. Just like, I, can, uh, I, can, I can just do the Sunday school answer today. Well, and, and it is, it is as Eric described on Sunday, like Jesus took the wrath of God on yeah. himself. Yeah. Okay. And so we're made holy in that. Do we act as holy? That's the tension. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we don't. I mean, I, I've met, I met Christians that don't act any differently than anyone else and mm-hmm. seek after things that are not of Christ. Um, so the, does that intimidate you so say Luke, if someone were to say to you, like your identity in Christ is holy, so act holy, be holy, mm-hmm. therefore as as your Father is, you know. Well, but I think that I think that comes back to the desire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we when if we are sealed, if we if we proclaim Jesus as Lord, and we're going to live our lives in that way, you know what? Um. I guess I'm trying to, like, sorry, my thought just left. It's gone. So, um, yeah, this is one of those awkward moments where I can't figure out whether to rescue myself or ask you guys to rec- rescue so, me. Well, so. so you're you're talking about you're talking about being holy. So, like, if your if your desire is to pursue holiness, right? right? So yeah, okay. Thank you. That was yeah. You should just talk for me because you're doing a way better job. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can I, come I, on I, here anytime. I, I love the but, but I think but I think it comes. But yeah, I'm just gonna go back to desire. Yeah. Is our is our desire mm. just to walk the walk and check the boxes? Mm. Yeah. Right. Or is our desire really more of Him? Yeah. So With so He sealed moment. our head and our heart is what you're saying. Well, uh, sure. Because it's our heart. No, is our desire. I like how he puts words in my mouth and tries to make it always sound better. It's really good. What what you're saying is. (laughs) I don't do that all the time. Come on. So the reality is you're saying desire versus just checking boxes. I think checking boxes is very analytical. Right. Very much like, okay, I've got these five steps. You can read the whole New Testament and become just like the Pharisees. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And you can say, yeah. well, Jesus said, do these things. And I read the Sermon on the Mountain. Okay, I've got to do all this. The problem with that is mm-hmm. what you're doing it is you're doing it in your own righteousness mm-hmm. and you're not doing it with the seal. You're trying to do it in, under your own power. Well, I, the power. word with, along with the, um, with what you were saying, the word fulfillment came to mind for me is, is what, where do I find fulfillment? Like you, you mentioned right. Brother Lawrence as a chef, right? He could have very easily found his fulfillment in cooking the food. Right. But instead he found his fulfillment in Christ mm. as he cooked the food. And I, and I and I wonder how many of us come to church on Sunday for fulfillment mm. because it makes us feel good, but we're actually looking to the church to fulfill us and not to Jesus. Ooh. And that's what I, as you were talking about that I'm like, you know, I, we can do that in our work, like even even working in a church, sometimes we can be tempted to find our fulfillment in right. what we're doing or who we're talking to or all these things. And I I I mean, I found in my own life like sometimes you you go to church and you you've had a bad week and you're like, man, I just need my church, you know. I just need I need that I need that experience. I need that feeling 
all the while, Jesus is like, hey. <laughs> right, you know, right. Come to well, me. And, and I think fulfillment, I mean, goes back to, I can't remember which one of you was talking about identity, mm. right? Ultimately, we're trying to fulfill the places where we, where we find the most, uh, where we like for our identity to be, mm-hmm. right? That's where we try to find fulfillment. So, yep. you know, if, if my identity is in music, I'm going to probably work towards that. If my identity, I'm just trying to think of something I enjoy. If my identity is in hunting or fishing, well, then mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to practice. Those yep. are the things I'm going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the problem, and goes back to distraction and identity, are we have so many things in this world saying, oh, we're going to distract you with this, this, and this, because we want you to identify with mm-hmm. this. We want you to identify with this, or yep. this must be how you're made. And, and Eric even touched in his sermon on our personalities, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. And like, how much do we identify in those areas? And it's really the sanctification of mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. So sanctif- for somebody to, that doesn't know what sanctification means. I was afraid you were going to ask What me. does that mean? What is that? I mean, I, would you like me to speak <clears throat> for you? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. You, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I will define it the way Luke would define it. That's so, great. That's like great. If my if my you know eleven year old asked me, Dad, what is sanctification? Yes, it means to be made holy, mm. as redeemed, holy, holy as close to Christ as we can get. Mm. That's how I would define it's a process. Um, yeah, I don't know that we are. I mean, I think Scripture would say that we are sanctified, but at least. Internally, I don't ever feel necessarily fully sanctified. Right? Does that still have yeah, that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Flesh. Right. Well, there's the, the culmination is when we're with Christ. Right. And then we yeah. have our glorified bodies. We, we're, fully we're fully sanctified. sanctified. You know, yeah, good point. there's a difference yeah. there. Yeah. So, but I think I think that uh, to to that end, that means there's going to be some discontent because when this says we're sealed, we're holy, and our identity is holy, mm-hmm. we're not holy yet. Right. So there's the already not yet problem which we have never unpacked on church unscripted and i won't even go there today but Thank you. Oh, look but it's that. like it's like <laughs> happened but yet it's happening in the future and so we can look towards that in the future yeah. with hope um i think i think we, we we've talked about a lot about sealing yeah we've talked a lot about the holy spirit but there's really one thing that at the end of eric's sermon that I we just, just started here. And- we should have started here. Okay. Actually, my first question was the one that was the hard one. How do we do it, relate to others? You know? oh, okay. But how can we trust God practically as a result of knowing he sealed us with the Holy Spirit? Like, how can we trust him? Like, we lose trust. You talked about distraction. Mm-hmm. We talked about disobedience a little bit. We've talked about all these things that keep us. Like, why is our trust? Like, I feel like trust is the core of the issue. You talked about commitment at the end. You know, and Eric, Pastor Eric's illustration and talking about commitment, mm-hmm. talking about that commitment that I need to trust. Like mm-hmm. if, if I'm going on a journey, which by the way, this is, would be incredibly hard for me. If I'm going on a journey and my wife's like, we're going somewhere. Don't look at the GPS, the final distance. I'm like, where are we going? That'd be I'm a like, blast. Sign me up. Yeah, I know. See, we're <laughs> both totally different. <laughs> but the reality is like he used that example to say like you need to trust God to that nth degree. And so... I think in some ways, a lot of us are cheating and looking at the GPS. Mm. And we want to know the journey. And we're asking, like, oh, when God good. doesn't answer what's happening ahead of us, we don't have the same commitment. But the seal is already the commitment that God's going to sustain us. Mm. He's going to keep us. He's going to provide for us. He's going to do all the things he says in his word, including love us. And it can't be taken from us. Mm. But yet we're still looking at the stupid GPS. Sorry, I said stupid. <laughs> Are we not allowed to say that? 
My kids aren't. No. <laughs> kids, if you're watching this, your dad. He, it's well, not allowed. We'll, not we'll get him in trouble later. So yeah. so yeah. So why are we? Mm. Why do we cheat on the GPS, guys? I, I mean, for me personally, it's you know I I look at all of these stories, right? We look back through Paul and you know the disciples, and we look through Moses and all this stuff, and, and we know how it turned out for all of them. Right. And we're like, oh, well, surely God, you know, mm. God gave them messages and let them know in advance and blah, blah, blah. Well, sometimes, mm. sometimes he did. Like sometimes it was just walking in faith. Yeah. And I think, you know, at least from, it's been my experience. Um, the the story know, of Esther. It, right. Yeah. Total well, I mean, faith. there isn't one that, I mean, I think that's sort of the point. Um, you know, from, it's been my experience that the more we just go to God with open hands mm. rather than holding everything with a death grip so that he has to pry it out of our hands, mm. but the more that we go to him with open hands, the more he just knocks our socks off. Yeah. Um, with meeting us in our place, um, meeting us where we are in our moment, and just he, he, he's done it for thousands of years. He shows up and he consistently exceeds expectations. Mm. Consistently exceeds expectations, and not, not. But but, but let me let yeah. me play devil's advocate with Please. you a little bit. This is so fun. so like, yeah. He he does show up, but he doesn't show up in our timing. Oh, absolutely so, so, not. So do you, do you think one of the barriers there is our lack of patience? Oh well, probably. I mean, a good example of that would be. Uh, I like the story of David, right? Mm. David is told, and as a teenager, he's going to be king. That's when he's told he's going to be king. Yep. He doesn't sit on the throne until he's 30. Yeah. Okay. Paul had a somewhat similar experience. After his conversion, he basically disappears off the face of the earth. There's very little scripture referencing him for somewhere between eight and 10 years. Mm -hmm. Christ himself, 30 years, roughly, from birth to mm. starting of ministry. And, and I think the beauty of that, mm. though, God is not a get-rich-quick scheme. Nothing in the kingdom is get-rich-quick. Mm. And it's because we, he wants us to constantly be pursuing his heart. Mm. It's, that, it's that every day, closer and closer, you made me think of like two or three things here. Okay. So I'm going to try not to go on some rabbit trail, but I thought of, as you were describing that, I thought of how our society is, is so instantaneously gratified. Oh yeah. When I was a kid, it's like you had to put a video cassette, you know, for those of you watching, there's this thing called video cassette, um, into a VHS, uh, you know, like a, a VCR. That's another yeah. thing you can learn about from your grandparents. Um, we had to okay. rewind them when we were done. I know. Rewind. Yeah, yeah you had a rewinder. I had a rewinder. <laughs> you yeah. start so you had to do that. And now it's like at the tip of your fingertips on your phone, you can mm -hmm. watch instantaneously anything you want as long as you pay at a price, right? At whatever speed you want. At whatever speed you want because you can watch this at time and a half, guys. So, so you can do whatever you want, mm. however you want, whenever you want. And the problem is I think that's the opposite yeah. of what God actually is asking of us. Ooh. He's saying, hey, I'm committed to you for all eternity. I'm outside of time. I love you. I care for you. Mm. And guess what? You can't even wait three minutes for me. Yeah. I mean, that, I, I'm that, not trying to play God. That, I'm just saying. That's what I, I felt like that question, like, am, am I content enough 
to just take God at his word. Mm. Like that summarizes that practically. Am I content enough today to just take him at his word? Whatever he's promised to me, he, he, his word mm. doesn't return void. Every promise of his, he sticks to. And so if, if, if he's promised something to me or even um, I've had people uh, speak words from the Holy Spirit over me. Yeah. And it's really hard to be like, okay, that's cool. I feel that resonate in my spirit, but I want it now. Ooh. Um, and having to just be content. Like I'm, I'm learning that. Like I, there's, there's been things that people have shared with me, talk, talked with me about that. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that now. But it's not, it's not his timing. And so I have to be content to sit in his presence and say, I'll take you at your word. I know that your, your promises are true, that you're faithful. You're every, every story, like you said, shows God's faithfulness, mm-hmm. shows him fulfilling promise. And so if I truly believe that, then I can just sit and take him at his word. So I think of one term to describe this. It's almost like this endless delayed gratification because we're, no, we're going to be with God in glory, mm-hmm. but we have to wait yeah. mm. and we have to wait and we have to wait. This podcast would be five hours long if we kept waiting. You know, it's like, only going to take five more hours? I know, only five more hours. <laughs> well, it's just like, wait okay, let's and sit. wait and wait. Like and if that's wait, all it's going to take, I'll sit here if that's when we're going to go. You look in the Old Testament and over and over, God says, wait, wait. Yeah. Like the Israelites mm. waited hundreds of years yeah. and, and like the Israelites were waiting longer than yeah. the United States has been a country. <laughs> do you understand that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For the Lord to do something and they were enslaved yeah. and we're just like sitting here like, I can't handle the next five minutes. I don't know. I got to yeah. check my Instagram. Like what the heck yeah. is going on in our world? And we can't think to wait. Mm. So I'm I'm starting I'm, to preach it, man. I'm, I'm just I'm, like I'm hearing that. I'll I'll say yes and amen. Well, and here's I, the problem is I I personally I'm personally convicted that I think the practically the hardest thing it's it's a it's a measure of everything that Luke has said through the whole conversation. Yeah. And I mean obedience, it's distractions, what you just described. Mm. Like I'm like, this is all the problem. Mm. And so, what's the answer, guys? Ooh, I just dropped a bomb again right at the end. I thought he asked this question once already. Jesus. Jesus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so so I think I think the answer, I think the answer comes to being intentional. Big picture. That's what everyone always presence. says. What does that mean? What does that mean? In, uh, change your schedule. Like don't say you don't have time, make time. Mm-hmm. That's what my my that's what my grandpa used to say. Don't say you you want you don't have time. You just make time. If something's important, you make time for it. It's the whole checkbook and calendar thing. Yeah. Analogy. Yeah. You, like, give me your checkbook and your calendar. I'll tell you what's important to you. Yeah, exactly. Oof. Yeah. Well, for David and that's I, that's word. home repairs right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they, Ouch. I think we just had Luke. some PTSD, Luke, Whoa. so I'm sorry. You brought well, it up. All right. I don't know that home is a bad thing. <laughs> to, no. I want to have, have shelter. <laughs> so, but no, I get what you're saying. I mean, yeah. uh, what, you, what you worship will be what you become or what we worship. And it's the same thing going back through all of scripture in the old Testament and the new Testament, what the people worshiped is what they became. And I think if you have the seal of the Holy spirit on you and that's what you're, you're worshiping the Holy spirit and the seal is in you and on you, then that's what you're going to become more like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I pray that if, if people are watching yeah. that they're asking for more of the presence of the Holy spirit in their Absolutely. life, guiding them 
as you said, in everything. Mm. I mean, making shoes, whatever else. So unless you guys have something else, I think that's a good way to close. I think that's good. I think to, this week on Church Unscripted, we had Luke with us. We're excited that Luke was with us. And we're looking forward to next week. We're going to have another guest uh, When host. Luke won't be here. Yeah. We're th- looking forward th- to. Th- there will be a guest host. I don't know. Luke might be here. <laughs> but subscribe down below. Comment, please, this week. Um, we love having a conversation with you. And if you comment below, we'll get back with you. And we'd love to have more questions. If questions uh, came as a result of today, mm. please comment below so that we can look at those and we can add those to next week's Church Unscripted. Remember, Easter, 9 and 11 a.m. Also, Good Friday from 4 to 7. It's open house style. We're going to do the journey to the cross. You're going to be able to see that and experience that with your mm. family. So thank you for being here with us for Church Unscripted.